Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, August flippin' 2nd, 2021. I'm Broadway Radio's <laughs> Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Weird, it's August. It is Very August. weird. Ooh. I don't understand time anymore. Time doesn't no, make sense to a, me. It's a mess. It's an it absolute is a mess. mess. I, got, I only knew that it was a new month on Sunday uh, because I got like the Patreon yeah, receipt your email. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my god, it's August first weird yeah it, it is and over the weekend to celebrate the end of august begin or end of july beginning of august we had some really cool shows in our feed first up the regular feed release of jan simpson's latest all the drama episode um uh, for for south pacific the 1950 winner of the pulitzer prize for drama um that was uh, was in your feed it debuted in the patreon feed um, earlier, and this is the full episode, so you can listen to it um, here. But of course, you could have gotten it in the Patreon feed beforehand. And then, as we mentioned on Friday, Ashley Billy Stritch joined the, the crew for yeah, this week the on one and Broadway. Only. The one and only Billy Stritch, um, uh, piano player, music director, performer, singer um, extraordinaire, mm-hmm. um, was uh, was was in there talking about a five show engagement celebrating his new album. Um, and the new uh, symphonic single that he released with a 46-piece orchestra. We will have all of that information in the show notes if you want to check that out. But Ashley, we have to get into the news, and sadly, Mm. I have to start with admitting, kind of gratefully, that on Friday's show, I was very, very wrong. Yeah. Because when we last spoke, we discussed the agreement between the Actors' Equity Association and the Broadway League requiring cast members and crew members to be vaccinated. And in our discussion, I said that I doubted that the League would ever take the step to require all audience members to be vaccinated primarily because they're greedy, greedy, um, capitalistic human beings who care more about their bottom line than actually doing something nice. I also thought... Actually, what the league would do was leave it up to individual producers and producers, and a lot of producers would do it on their own. Sure. But I doubted that that the league would actually make a mandate. Well, Ashley, my BFF, <laughs> Charlotte St. Martin, Yay. apparently did not take kindly to that because on Friday morning, the league did, in fact, announce that they would require all audience members to be both vaccinated and masked inside the respective theaters. Of course, that announcement came with the same caveats that we have discussed multiple times when discussing these types of things about medical issues or strongly held religious beliefs, whatever that means, Um, whatever those things are that preclude folks from being vaccinated. But in those cases, audience members will be required to provide proof of a negative COVID-19 PCR test taken within 72 hours of the performance starting time and a negative COVID or I'm sorry, or a a negative COVID-19 antigen test taken within six hours of the performance start time. These were the similar things that we've heard talked about before. I think Grace and I talked about these things um, at one point. Also, all audience members must wear their masks in the theater except while eating and drinking. These policies will start, I guess, tomorrow uh, or Wednesday when um, uh, 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 Passover starts performances because this was already being Mm -hmm. required um, by Bruce. And I think this might actually be the same thing that Passover um, was requiring, but they will be in place until October 31st. Um, They will be reevaluated in September and then probably October as well, based on how things are going. And then a new set of guidelines will be put in place for, uh, for November and 
beyond and who knows how long that will be Mm. um ashley i am very happy to have been wrong about this but as you and i kind of discussed on twitter very briefly and rather angrily and profanity latently (laughs) no there were people who did not take this news as kindly as i did yeah i mean big big surprise there as always that people are annoyed that they have to do things that they've been doing for the past year to benefit the public good weird absolutely strange i mean i i'm actually i'm not surprised about the vaccination i am surprised that they're still requiring masks i'm glad that they're requiring masks mm-hmm. uh, and i think a lot of people are pissed off about that, that they're requiring both vaccination and masks more more so Get than just it. like yeah exactly of course more so than just that you have to be required to get vaccinated. I've actually seen people on, you know, all sides of the equation be mad about that as opposed to just, you know, one very specific side of people who get, are mad about vaccines. Well, I don't understand. This is this is something that now the CDC is recommending. We understand that it helps stop the flow even between yep. vaccinated individuals. Like, why is this so difficult for people? <laughs> yeah. Like, I get it. I wear glasses when I go to the theater. Like, I understand. Wow. You have to really be careful about how you position it so it doesn't fog up. I went and saw a show today inside, which made me uncomfortable, but there was a lot of, like, they took out seats, so, you know, there was room. But um, it still made me uncomfortable, but I still wore the damn mask in the theater. People are selfish. I, that's yeah. that's just the bottom line. And there's unfortunately no way around that. I think people are so incredibly like to their guns about the situation. And there's a lot of reasons about, you know, behind that, including a lot of propaganda. Uh, but that that's a conversation that could take all day. I, the conversation I kind of had with a few people is why is this only through October 31st? And I think you kind of touched on a little bit there at the end. Yeah. Uh, it's it, not necessarily just through October 31st. Well, one, it's not necessarily through October 31st because, I mean, they're going to have to assess everything. But part of that assessment is if theaters are even going to still be open at that point. And you yeah. and I talked before the recording that I'm getting increasingly squicky about uh, indoor theater at the moment with Delta variants and whatever the other two are called, gamma and something else now at this point, uh, really ramping up to the extent that I'm I'm kind of backing off of the thought of indoor theater at the moment as much as possible. Like there might be, I might, uh, hopefully we'll go see Passover or something, but that's pretty much about it at the moment. Uh, so I'm glad, all that to say, I'm glad to have something like this in place even if it could very well not help (laughs) because we may have to shut down anyway but we will see we'll see and i think anyone who's uh you know upset about both the vaccine tied to the mask mandate for theater is clearly not you know thinking of the big picture they're not thinking of everybody else around them yeah well I just want to mention before we move on yeah. the the Broadway beat. If people are familiar with this, it's an online yep. kind of like um, uh, the onion for theater. Yeah, they had a very good. good tweet that I retweeted uh, Friday or whenever it came out. It said unvaccinated man with no plans to visit New York and no interest in theater announces Broadway boycott. I mean, honestly, I saw a <laughs> lot of that. And that have, that's happened a lot <laughs> over the past, you know, X amount of months where 
any form of small business is saying, no, you're not allowed to do this. And there's been a lot like in the restaurant world, which I'm pretty attached to. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, ne- we're not going to visit this restaurant. It's like, you've never been to this restaurant. You're not going to visit New York. You're not going to go to Broadway. Like, they're wasted words. All you're doing is exposing that you're selfish. Yeah, it's like all those people who announced they weren't going to be going to see Hamilton uh, after the whole thing. <laughs> exactly. With, like, with good Mike luck. Pence. You weren't, good yeah, luck. You weren't getting tickets to be, be uh, at that point anyway and you weren't gonna go so just just put on your damn mask and shut up anyway ashley yeah. let's talk about things that um, are a little bit more promising and that's our sponsor for this week upstart um true story so over the weekend i had to Ooh, call it. my bank and 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 stop my credit card because i had some unauthorized purchases Ooh. fortunately for me it was just a handful of them and it wasn't a whole lot of money but as i was talking with the person who was doing the the fraud claim for me she said that she talks to people all the times who have um who have these types of claims that literally destroy their entire financial sure. well-being and fortunately i don't have to do that but whether it's some sort of fraud or, or identity theft, or you just got backed up on your credit card bills over the course of the pandemic, Upstart is here to help you regain your footing and get things back on track no matter what your situation is. Exactly. No matter the hardship that you have, Upstart is there for you. They are the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan, and it's all online. So whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, as you mentioned, over half a million people have used Upstart so far to get one fixed monthly payment. Upstart knows you are more than just your credit score. They are expanding their access to affordable credit, and they look at your income, your current employment history, and they help you find a smarter rate for your loan with a five-minute online rate check, you can see loans up front for raised between $1,000 and $50,000, and you can get it as fast as one business day, which pretty damn fast if you ask me. Yeah, especially in the financial world. So find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Broadway. That's upstart, U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash Broadway. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Once more, go to upstart.com slash Broadway. All right, Ashley, last week it was announced that the th- the three main stars of the previously announced and now finally actually happening uh, second stage revival of Richard Greenberg's play Take Me Out will be returning to the show as they had been previously announced when the show was supposed to have happened in the spring of 2020. Patrick J. Adams, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and Jesse Williams will all be back with the show when it returns to Broadway on March 9th with an opening date of April 4th at the Helen Hayes Theater. In fact, the entire company that had been previously announced will be returning with the exception of the always fantastic Brandon Durden, who does a ton of TV work, so I would not be surprised if he's on a mm-hmm. TV series that precludes him from rejoining the cast. But um, he had originally been announced to be playing Davy Battle, that role has yet to be cast, but when it is, there will be an announcement. Speaking of casting, on Sunday, the Moulin Rouge social media feeds teased an upcoming announcement, posting, quote, stay tuned, Bohemians, a spectacular announcement awaits. And then in their pictures, they had graphics that said, ladies and gentlemen, Bohemians and artists, coquettes and boulevardiers, may I present to you the unique, the indomitable, the one and only, then 
dot dot dot. Um, <laughs> obviously, that was teasing um, a, a new Satine. If you forgot, the entire principal cast for the show was previously announced to be returning, with the exception of Karen Olivo as Satine. So I think sure. it's safe to say that on Monday, perhaps even by the time you hear this, that it will be a whole new world for the show's sparkling diamond. <laughs> Anyway, finally in this section, in an interview <laughs> with The Hollywood Reporter, you laughed. I was just going to keep going. Yeah, you brought attention yeah, to it. I, 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 gee, I don't know why I would have. It wasn't I obvious just, at all. I was. It wasn't for you. It was for them. <laughs> Everything but thank is you for, for me. How dare you? Th- thank You already know anyway. So yeah. in an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, <laughs> James Lapine revealed that just a few years ago, he had been working on making a film adaptation of Sunday in the Park with George, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, this is actually something that I believe James and I discussed hearing rumors about back mm. when it was happening on Today on Broadway. Yeah. But, but something that I did not know and had never heard before is the fact that Lapine revealed that Meryl Streep was also on board and that he had rewritten the script himself and had kind of reconstructed it and had a different take on it. It actually started in modern times rather than starting back in the 1800s and then i don't know if that means that it was still going to be having scenes in the 1980s or not i'm not sure but ashley my biggest question is strape had to be playing like uh, like i I, george's mother or even marie (laughs) i guess she wasn't playing dot right there's no way no right absolutely no way i mean unless the, the the first talk of this was like Gyllenhaal's Donnie Darko days, like absolutely not. I mean, he he did Little Shop opposite Ellen Green, so he I did mean- do he did do, and it was weird, but <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't know. I, there's there's a lot of things to this. First of all, you know, Meryl Streep is obviously a great actor. She's not that great where she's playing dot so it better be george's mother emory <laughs> like yeah, there better there better be a line here yeah and, and i think moving it to film it would actually make sense to not have the same actress play dot and marie like yeah it i mean works people, would, on people stage. would get confused for one yeah and yeah. as good as uh cgi and makeup is Annalie Ashford playing Marie wouldn't probably work on film as well no. as it does on stage. So I would, I would guess it was for Marie, which I would be totally behind. Like I'm totally good with that. Sure, I, but definitely. I, but I do think Annalie needs to do this film. Like she's got a TV show on CBS. She's fairly, she's even more well known now than she was when they did the revival. So I, if this ends up happening with, which James Lapine said, um, they still would like to make this happen. Um, it, no one was biting at the time in terms of getting it, but, if they do this, I, I I think Anna Lee deserves a chance to do it opposite Jake uh, another time. I don't think she would end up doing it. I also don't think this needs to be made into a movie. It just Fair. doesn't. It just doesn't. It, there's nothing to it. Like, even if you were to modernize it in whatever way they want to do it, where it's, I don't know, some form of present. I, I kind of, I got from that that he meant that it was going to start in the present and work yes. backwards. But yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it, there's nothing 
something to me about that show and for the better. I mean, like, like I always say, I think that everything has its perfect medium. I, there's nothing to me that the show feels like it would work on screen. Mm. Um, and I think it's better for that. I, well, I feel, I feel really weird of even like thinking about it as a movie because it's, it's, there's, there are Sondheim shows that work as movies, at least in theory, like Sweeney Todd should have and Follies hopefully will when it's made and God knows how many, yeah, Follies in God knows how many years, like the Dominic Cook version. Uh, but Sunday is not one to me. Well, I mean, and, and the thing is, is we have the video of the original Broadway production. Exactly. Like we have that. Exactly. That works because it, that's just a capture. That's just a pro, pro, pro shot. But of, you could say that about Into the Woods too. And they made that into a movie as well, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and a lesser quality exactly. um, version. As well. Although Sorry, I will say, I did not dislike the Into the Woods as, as much as other people did. Like I thought Likewise. actually, I, I think a lot of the casting actually worked. A lot of the, a lot of the movie in general worked yes but you're uh, we've talked about this before so i don't want to belabor this but like when you're doing movie musicals the thing has been to cast it with stars and the stars are never going to be as good as the people you see on broadway and that and that's fine in a lot of musicals not as fine in sondheim but (laughs) i actually thought a lot of the people in the in the film were quite good the one a common denominator that I think drug down both Sweeney Todd and Into the Woods hmm. was one singular actor who Weird. did not. Weird. Gee, I don't know who that could be. Yeah, and I actually think James Corden was was um, more than fine as the Baker. Mm, all right, we you. can move on to the next. Story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the feel-good recommendation. Um, my friends over at Broadway World put together a Spotify playlist of what they say are the 60 best I want songs. They don't rank them or anything. They're just, it's a list of the 60 best I want songs. So it made me think here, actually, we will have a link to that so you can listen to it either online or, 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 or on Spotify or whatever. But it made me think, actually, I want to close out the show with asking, what are okay. your favorite I want songs or even just one of your favorite, uh, Ooh, your your absolute favorite, uh, I want song. Ooh, absolute favorite is tricky. My first thought uh, was somewhere that's green. Mm-hmm. That's that, a great one. That's that's the first one that comes to my brain. There are, there are definitely others, and some that I listen to a lot. Um, one that I listen to weirdly a lot because I tend to listen to it while I'm either cooking or baking is what baking can do. That's for a great one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there are so many. There, I mean, theoretically, your I want song should be one of the best songs in your show so yeah. as a result and early in the so show many. So, and yeah. early in the show oh another one like some people from gypsy that's that's, that's my one. that's my number one very, that's very, my number one very good good choice yeah, yeah. And, then, and then sticking with the sondheim lyrics something's coming is is something's another coming iconic is a great one. one if we go outside of sondheim um oh, one that i think is under you started with two songs that weren't sondheim so <laughs> don't know. get can on you, me can you believe you went can with you sondheim believe? before i, I did um, one that I don't think gets enough attention is, is Janine Tesori's song On My Way from Violet. I, I'm a big Violet fan and I think that song does everything you want. Um, and I want song to do for that show. So I really, really like that one, but That's a good some choice. people's my number one. Like it, it, it does 
everything yeah. that, that you want. Um, so some people is my first. And, and it's and some- really hard to mess that one up depending yeah. on who you cast. So like that's yeah. just that if as long as you've got a powerhouse or at least someone who's like yeah. r- ready to scream that song on the stage, you're good. So good. You're golden. Yeah, as long as you have someone who can uh, who can say you ain't getting eighty eight cents out of me, Rose. The song is, exactly. I mean, is is impossible. I'll to get screw it up. myself. <laughs> so <laughs> if you uh, let us know over on social media, hit up Grace at Broadway Radio and let us know um, what your favorite I Want songs are. But. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW. Matt, Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This Is Ashley. All right. Don't forget to head over to Patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. And we will be back to talk to you tomorrow. 